This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hey guys, my name is Janelle Williams and I'm here with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba Podcast. We're talking all things diving, Jamaica and transitioning into diving in the UK. Welcome back to the Big Scooper Podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. This is 2022. Welcome back. This is the Big Scoop podcast. Yeah. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Hello. Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Ian. And my name is Gemma. And we are the co-hosts of the Big Scoop podcast. Yep. So tell me a bit about you, Ian. Okay. So I'm a dive master and I've uh, been diving for a few years and uh, love my diving and whether it's uh, snorkeling or just being in the water or on the water, you know, it's great fun. And uh, yeah, I'd love to be on the podcast and talk about, you know, diving and talk to mm. other divers. Yeah, share the love. Yeah, got to, haven't you? Yep. So talk I'm, about you. Yeah, so me, I'm Gemma. Hello. <laughs> I'm quite a new diver. I've got 45 dives under my belt, so to speak, and an advanced open water paddy diver. Really enjoying the journey of diving. I love the water. I live by the coast, so paddle boarding. Being in the water is all good fun, and I've recently qualified as a Coast Guard as yes, well. Yes, you certainly have, so well done on that. And uh, during the podcast, or through the year, you know, we'll be catching up with, you know, what's going on with uh, Coast Guard, and, mm-hmm. you know, although we won't go into details, No incident details, but, but just general. You know, we do yeah. like to hear about what you're doing, and, you yes. know, uh, we've already heard from people who say they, you know, they like to hear what you're how that journey's going yeah. so uh, yeah yeah and thank you for all the people that have uh, supported the posts that have gone up on social media so far well you know as divers we all really appreciate uh, what the coast guard does and also the guys in the rnli you mm-hmm. know uh, another great uh, institute you know which yeah we all work together well this is it you know so uh when you're in trouble who are you going to be worried what badge somebody's got, you know, if somebody's there to help you? <laughs> no, so if you see anybody in trouble on the water or by the water, it's 999 and call the Coast Guard. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll come to all that a bit later on. Uh, it's coming up, this so this episode's actually got a bit of a Jamaican feel. Oh, I think it has. It has, isn't it? You know, <laughs> bit of a buffalo soldier for those people who know the song. Uh, you know, this is a great, this is another great episode, great chance to, to talk to an awesome guest yeah and a, you know young lady that's obviously going to go very far and take her ocean love yeah through a career i think yeah yeah uh lady for the future um so we'll come to um, our guest in a bit uh so we've had a few weeks off which has been really nice and uh uh things have been you know obviously the world keeps ticking over thankfully thankfully um, we've been doing some admins and catching up with some people. A few projects we've started. Yeah, yep. looking at some other projects, uh, all, all related with the Big Scuba podcast, I have to say. And, you know, uh, really building on what we've done so far in this last, blimey, nearly two years. Yeah, well, this year's going to be, uh, yeah, even, well, a very busy year, isn't it? We've got quite a lot planned. It has, you know, and uh, we've really been speaking to some of our guests um who we've got lined up and during the the winter we looked at uh some new potential new bits to the website mm-hmm. uh we've bought some new equipment for recording because you know you know we talked about this you know for a while we want to invest in the future yeah and so that's one way done. to do that is to get some new equipment yep yep so that's been really good um we've been well, like I say, planning the rest of the year. So we've been talking to our partners. We've got some more tie-ups coming. Uh, we've got trips away, diving yeah. trips booked. Uh, yeah. First one off is a visit to the Go Diving Show. Yeah, look forward to that. That'll yeah. be good. Yeah, so that's all exciting yeah. stuff. Have you bought your tickets yet? Go go to uh, the Go Diving website mm-hmm. or Scuba Diver Magazine. Contact them guys and get them 
get them tickets because that is a really good show. Um, you you went last year, two years ago, two years ago, yeah. wasn't it? Because uh, yes, right, because yeah. COVID they didn't do it last year. But um, you know, it's a really if you're thinking about oh, I don't know where they go or not, it's worth going and uh, get involved and uh, all the big companies and uh, yeah, brands lots, are usually there. Lots of representation. So that's the fourth, fifth, and sixth of March. Yeah, got speakers as well. They're all lined mm. up. So uh, look out for that. Um, we're back, you know, Ford are back to supporting us, which is awesome. So, uh, you know, and we'll be also working with our other friends, O3, Fourth Element, Paralens. Yes, yeah, they're know. all with us still, so, so which is great. Which is brilliant, you know, and uh, that's really great. Um, so you mentioned a couple of trips. Yeah, we've got Lundy. We're going to go and see yeah, the seals May. there. Yeah, we're going to go to the Far Islands. First trip to Lundy. Looking forward to that. Yeah, new for you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never been there, so... So looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, farms will be really good. We've got that a couple of, we've got two trips booked there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and then potentially free diving, we're going to give a go. All, all being well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so looking forward to that. Yeah, so we've, and then there are other guests that we may have uh, little um, tie-ups with or um, get on some dives together with. Yeah. So we've had yeah. a few invitations. Yeah, we can't, we're still talking to some of these, so we can't really go into too much detail at the moment. Um, but yeah, we're looking to do some more stuff uh, things with some of our past guests mm. and actually some of our past guests will be coming on to uh, as regular big scuba contributors yes. as well yeah which will be really good because they can then bring um, their expertise from their field in the scuba world or the underwater world and just give us updates or yeah. even bring guests on with them so yeah a lot of variety coming up well this is it you know and um, I saw what try and build that community getting tap into that community spirit with diving and inspiration, you know, bring inspiration f for all you new divers or people <coughs> thinking about diving. Yeah, exactly. You got a frog um, in your throat? I have, yeah. <laughs> I just feel a bit dry in the throat. A bit of a dry old house. <laughs> You've had a coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think it's really good, you know, and we are fortunate through the, the podcast that we get to talk and make new friends with some people who've done some awesome diving um, who get involved in conversations that you and I, through our experience, would never no, you know, no. get to hear these things and news. Um, and it's really great for us as a podcast to grow, having contributors come on and talk to us about some of the diving that they're doing, some of the projects they might be involved yeah, in, yeah. Uh, and the skills as well, you know, and whether it's tech diving, whether it's free diving, you know, this is all part of something which can lead to bigger things it can become a career yes and that's you know a really important thing for all the youngsters out there listening that you can take your diving into a full-time career yeah and we've had numerous free divers on uh and tech divers and explorers so uh, you know it's all relevant so uh yeah look uh soon as we've got everything finalized you know we'll we'll have the news. we can uh, then share maybe on the next pop podcast um Usual stuff for me, working on, you know, dive fitness, uh, CrossFit, um, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, with the, got my diving medical coming up in a few Well, you're working hard time. towards it, yep, so you'll be fine. Uh, which would be good. We've got a clothing store, Jane. We have. We've got a big scuba store. We're in the fashion. <laughs> so we've got um, eight designs out there on a hoodie, a t-shirt. Yeah. So if you head over to www.bigscuba.co.uk, you can see some... And some of them designs I made. I'm pretty impressed with your Andy Warhol one. <laughs> I know, I know. What about that? I've got an Andy. So no one else has got an Andy Warhol inspired top, there no. for, which is for scuba diving. So have a look at that. Go there. And uh, if you see it anywhere else, they copied my idea. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, and we ought to just give a shout out. We uh, Matt, who did our graphic design of our scuba face. He, he yeah, did, so, yeah. Which is yeah. very good. So, and also to Will at Garage Built Athlete as well. For the inspiration. For the inspiration on that one. So, uh, good old Will, thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on our social media. We'll be um, putting um, some images of the clothing store. They're not expensive. I think it's 30. I am going to ask, though, if anyone has um, can go and have a look, feedback would be great. You know, do you like the designs? Um, mm, you know, that would be really good. So, uh, or you can actually go there and make your own as well. We do you? custom ones as well. can do custom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let us know. Yeah, so that's all exciting stuff. So another little um, enterprise. A link will be on the show notes. And uh, when we finish with the website, that will be on there as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Coast Guard. Let's talk about Coast Guard. So So, uh, you joined the Coast Guard, um, when was that, November? um, I started the qualifications in uh, November, and then I think I had my interview back in the summer, yeah, and then obviously got accepted. So had to go through quite a rigorous training process of practicals and then a big, um, like, first aid casualty care course. And then last Monday, I finished off my water rescue. Um, We were in the river near Norwich doing some more skills and we're fully qualified now, now was that the same river in the same place where you actually you did one of your first dives uh i haven't dived at horsted mill no i've paddleboarded no no that was uh barbara mill that was barbara mill yeah was that, uh, yeah but right. a similar kind of thing oh, yeah so we had a lot of fun doing that so um i'm a fully fledged coast guard now wow and we were 200 years old on the 15th of june January yesterday. Oh, I say for 200 years. I don't look bad, do I? You know, you're wearing well, Jen. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big day of celebrations around the UK and all the Coast Guards. You're catching Yoda up. Yes. Do you know who Yoda is? Oh, something to do with Star Wars, isn't it? Oh, shocking. Star Wars? Lord of the Rings? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Coast Guarding. So yesterday, Coast Guard teams all around the UK, um, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, we threw... Um, our throw lines out to sea at 11am. So a throw line is a um, really important piece of kit that you throw out to anybody that needs a bit of help out at sea. Um, so yeah, it was great to be part of that. And uh, we got a lot of social media presence out out there. Yeah, that was, it looked really good. I saw the photos and uh, yeah, it looked really impressive. And um, you're going to be doing your rescue course as well, aren't you? Your oh, paddy yeah. rescue course. Oh yeah, I've put myself... Year with uh, Polly at Crystal Sea Scuba. Well, I like to keep busy. So how's that going to work? Because you're already Coast Guard. So will you be wearing your Coast Guard outfit? No. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean my outfit? It's my uniform. I am am a Coast Guarder. (laughs) No, I think um, my medical uh, qualification might help with my rescue course for diving, for paddy diving. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. And that's uh, booked in for May. Yeah, so part of the rescue is that you do uh, emergency first responder yeah. course. And, you know, you've already done more than what yeah, I think actually so. is entailed in that course. So, yeah, that's probably why, you know, that, yeah. you know, you've probably, your certification will probably overrank that. And yeah. uh, you won't need to sit that again, probably. Yeah, so that's wait for confirmation, aren't you? another yeah. speciality that I'm going to add to my yeah, yeah, advanced open really water. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. should be a bit of a challenge and... Um, probably quite rewarding, I hope. Yeah, for anyone who's thinking about doing the rescue course this year, do it. It's a really good course. Speak to your instructor first. You know, think about um, your, your own diving, and uh, but you know, speak to your local dive centre, your, your instructor. Have a chat with them, and mm. if you know, twin you both, you, you agree that you know that course is right for you. Do it because it's a really good course to do. You learn lots of life uh, saving skills you know even mm. as a non-diver yes you, know, you yeah. learn lots you know what do you see you know you could be anywhere you know on a piece of inland water and you could see somebody in trouble mm. well how do you help them without getting then into trouble yourself yeah the most important person is to look after yourself yeah which sounds you might think well, that sounds a bit weird but actually when you do think about it hierarchy you know, of rescue for emergency services they mm. would rather they'd much rather help save one person then have to save two or exactly. three people who are going out in a river or something like that. Mm. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's another thing booked, and yeah, I hope to do a few more specialities on the diving side. Yeah, well, keep absolutely. Posted. You know, yeah. keep posted, and uh, there'll be more about that as the pro- podcast progresses mm. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of almost. Is everything. it nearly Jamaica time? Are we nearly? <laughs> <Buffalo soldier? laughs> I hope she's a fan of Marley. <laughs> anyway, yes, we've got a yeah, super guest. Uh, we spoke to her, well, just over nearly a couple of months ago now, but this is uh, obviously after our Christmas break. So Janelle Williams, she's originally from Jamaica. Yeah, Janelle is an early career scientist, diver and islander. She has a background in ocean engineering and transitioned into investigative career using nuclear science and techniques to study the coastal environment. Recently, Janelle earned the prestigious Chevingham Scholarship to pursue her Master of Science in Climate Change at the University College of London. She's one of Jamaica's environmental advocates and has used her platform to broaden environmental awareness 
and encouraged budding scientists in the Caribbean. Janelle is a trained paddy rescue diver and a member of the Explorers Club. Locally, she has act actively worked with her fellows to improve the Women's Trust High School for Girls as a director association and uh, one to watch for the future. Blimey, yes, definitely. So, yeah, here's Janelle Williams and we have a conversation. Right, okay, this is the Big Scuba podcast and today we're joined by Ian and we have a guest called Janelle Williams who's actually based in London at the moment. So, hey. welcome to the Big Scuba podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> so for our listeners and our audience that um, dial into the podcast, can you just like introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Please? Sure. So as you guys heard, my name is Janelle Williams. I am based in London right now, but I'm originally from Jamaica. Nice, warm, sunny Jamaica. Um, I'm here doing my master's in climate change, um, which is very apt for the moment. Uh, that's the big topic on everyone's mouth now. Um, my background is in engineering, but I've been doing a lot of uh, nuclear applications into environment. Uh, I'm a diver. I am up to a rescue diver and I've gotten some shark specialization. So yeah, I'm excited to come and talk to you guys today. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Yeah. How did you get into initially diving? What made you start looking at the underwater world and taking your first breaths underwater? Oh, wow. So diving for me started much later than I wanted. Uh, if I started when I wanted, I would have started many, many years earlier, but it was very expensive um, and it wasn't something I could tap into at the time. But fortunately, my bachelor's program uh, that I did ocean engineering in the US and diving was sort of a part of my program. So it was it was good to convince my parents that, hey, you know, we need to put the money towards this. Um, so that's when I got a chance to finally go diving in Florida, get my open water certification. And I mean, Florida is almost one of the best places to start diving. Um, went to Key West quite a bit as well and that was fun I did my advance when I moved back to Jamaica actually which you know it's perfect still warm temperatures and mm. um, had a chance to meet Christina Zanato thereafter and do my rescue diving and shark diving so now that I'm in the UK maybe I might do some more certifications <laughs> I don't know hey. we'll see have you got your dry suit um speciality I have not yet, so I'm actually thinking about it because I want to probably consider doing some um, dry suit diving here and in Iceland if I could. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no, that's really good. So yeah. it was all part of your kind of study that you that made you get into your diving. Yeah, that definitely helped um, because funding was a huge thing. Um, I really wanted to start diving early from when I was in high school, um, but like I said, it's, it's funding and everything is priced in US dollars, which is a lot more expensive than the currency back home. Mm. So for diving, I was only able to do like snorkeling and swimming, but to actually start scuba diving, that had to start a little bit later. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds good. So obviously you, you mentioned sharks so did you do your shark kind of diving with Christina? I did it was so yeah. much fun <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. How, did you, how did you guys meet you know how did your paths cross because she's was she in Bahamas when you met? So <laughs> I actually reached out to her randomly I had seen videos of her um, and I really admired her connection with the ocean and, yeah. and what she had been doing, especially in conservation. So I kind of just, you know, took a swing at it, wrote her an email, said, hey, you know, I really love your work. I'd really love to meet you. And to my surprise, she responded and she was like, hey, you know, we just kind of had a good conversation. And then 
we planned for a few months later for me to fly there and she said she'd train me so I was like fantastic so it was, it was perfect I got to meet someone whose work I admired I was trained by arguably one of the best divers out there um, and I got to go to Bahamas I mean which is perfect mm-hmm. and I had my first like really close encounter with sharks so it was like a big summer and it was around my birthday as well so yeah. everything kind of just aligned perfectly Chris, christine is well known for her cave diving and you know her work with the uh, uh reef sharks so you know was it particularly the reef sharks side of things that you wanted to learn from christina or did you look at cave diving have you looked at cave yeah, no, it was just the Caribbean reef sharks that I did with her. Um, yeah. We're going to revisit cave diving um, at a later date. I just kind of wanted to take things step by step, kind of refine yeah. my skills. Um, she definitely helped me to, you know, get better at, a lot, at refining some of my core skills in diving, um, especially since I'm using it from um, to do a lot of scientific diving, so learning how to control my buoyancy. Mm. and stuff like that she helped me a lot with that as well yeah yeah oh that's good really good to hear that you had such a good time with her yeah she was incredible I'm really happy she replied (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's really good so from obviously learning to scuba dive uh was it kind of an educational path that then kind of took you into your engineering side of things yeah uh so i knew that i wanted to do something in environment but i also needed to do something that i know that um i was gonna be able to use some of my math skills because i was really good at math and physics so i kind of found out that you know there was this career in ocean engineering which basically you can tap into the you could do either naval architecture or coastal engineering or what I ended up focusing on which is offshore renewable energy Mm -hmm. Um, so for one of our projects we kind of built this system that harnessed the energy from the waves to produce um, energy which was really cool Um, so we had to do quite a bit of diving to you know deploy the instrument set it up stuff like that so that sort of helped um, tie in my my casual and my uh, professional diving experience while yeah. in university. Yeah, it's a great mix of um, skills, and uh, to be able to mix that with your interest of diving is is you know it's pretty pretty good really you know to be able to do that. Yeah, it's it, it's exciting. I I like um, that. So far, every avenue of my career has a mix of, you know, stuff that I really like yeah. and, and, and um, tied into my professional side. So it's fun. Now yeah. I'm not diving to deploy anything. I'm mostly diving to collect samples for analysis, but it's still fun. Like now I'm excited for every field trip. <laughs> yeah. So what about like the physics of diving? Do you get interested in, you know, some people find that really you know, really interesting, the actual, uh, the physics involved, you know, as the deeper you go into the diving world, there is quite a lot of maths and physics involved uh, when you start talking about like Boyle's law and is it Henry's law and, um, you know, it just goes on, you know, do you find that side of things quite interesting? You know, the partial pressures and things? I've never actually, like, delve down that side of diving incidentally as much as I love physics and math I've never really tapped into that side I think the closest might be the um, equipment side looking at the instrumentation and stuff like that but I think diving for me has always been sort of an escape Um, Mm -hmm. I use it for my research yes but it's, it's heavily tied into sort of escaping into this new world and then when I'm not escaping, it's sort of um, how do I use this skill to help protect the area? Yeah. So a lot of the work that I do is environmental research. So when I go out and I'm collecting sediment samples or soil samples, I'm doing it from a perspective of understanding the potential pollutants in the environment. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of this 
and a, a other side of conservation, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. they ever, um, like, you know, in your past, were you ever involved in, like, uh, taking soil samples for, you know, say, uh, where, where to place wind farms and things like that? Well, we don't really have a lot of offshore wind farms out here. No. Um, so I haven't done anything there. Um, most of the areas that we've been looking at are those that are designated marine protected areas, kind of yeah. looking at how those have changed um, in mangrove um, areas, coastal areas as well. Uh, we have the Kingston Harbor, which is basically our large harbor back home, kind of monitoring how um, that ecosystem has changed and how it could potentially affect um, you know, birds, the mangroves themselves, and fisheries. Uh, eventually, we'll be tapping into a bit of microplastics, yeah. um, looking at the rate at which it has been accumulating in the air. Ideally, um, as you know, globally, everybody's looking at climate change, um, and it spans way beyond just CO2 emissions. I mean, we have to think about biodiversity, conservation, and, and ecosystems, and monitoring that. So that's the side of things that I'm interested in. Especially yeah. for us, because we don't have um, a lot of CO2 emissions in Jamaica. We don't have big industries like that. However, our ecosystems are, you know, severely under threat um, whenever uh, we have heavy pollutants or destruction in our ecosystems or even the actual CO2 emissions happening elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So we have to sort of monitor our own environments as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because everything that's happening around the world has an impact, you know, on other countries, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, we have an entire beach, an entire area that's currently underwater. Um, it's not the first time that's happened in this region where you have entire areas of land that once existed that it happened in such a short time because I'm not that old and I went to that beach a lot as a mm -hmm. kid and as a teenager you know you went to buy fish you know especially on the weekend you, you little parties were there and now you can't go there because it, it no longer exists the way it was it's, everything's on mm. the water right now yeah. so it's scary it's, isn't it yeah. kind of it is but it's it's a sort of an indicator of what has been said for the past roughly three decades about what would happen if we don't you know mm. Uh, curb emissions or you know change the way we do things yeah you know, this is the physical proof I suppose yeah so have you dived um so you've dived in Jamaica Bahamas so have you dived anywhere else in the world um mostly in the U.S. and Jamaica yeah. um I did a bit of diving when I went to France um as well that was really, really cold because it was around this time of the year. Um, it's very different from the Caribbean. You don't really see a lot of, um, you know, coral life and fish. Um, but it was very interesting. I'm looking forward to diving here. I heard that Lundy was a good place to go. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I've never had an encounter with a sea lion, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, but I'd be open if you have any suggestions, you know, please let me know. So. Oh, yeah, there are loads. Yeah, we've got lots of um, people that we've spoken to on the podcast that are based in the UK and, you know, they rave about UK diving. It's cold, cold yeah. water diving. Yeah. You definitely need yeah, a suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no problem. I mean, any opportunity would be great. Or if you guys have dive trips, you know, please let me know. I'll, I'll sure. make the trek and I'll come. The summertime, you'll be all right with a wetsuit. You know, if you've got a like, good seven mil wetsuit, you'll be all right in summer. You'll be all right. Now's yeah. a bit lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe not now. Maybe definitely, you know, spring or summer. Um, yeah. I'm going to order my seven mil um, from Fourth Element uh, probably around February. So I'll be good by then. Yeah. Have a look at, have a, look at a, um, go through a spanner in the works. Have a look at the semi drives. Because we've been diving in um, an 03 semi-dry this yeah. year. And I tell you, renovation has been brilliant. And, um, oh, nice. 
Yeah, I've always, you know, I love my dry suit. And uh, this year, though, I've gone from a dry suit in the summer to my uh, semi-dry. And uh, brilliant. Aren't they, Jen? Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, and they really, really keep you warm. You don't feel wet inside. It's They're just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so rather... Oh, I'm going to definitely look into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, come, I don't know, May, June, July... Yeah, we'll be back in our semi-drys for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to time. <laughs> so, but yeah, dry suit, yeah, for this time of year. And we've got loads of inland uh, dive sites. And there is, yeah, plenty around London as well. That, yeah. yeah. Be really good. Yeah. So, so I yeah, guess I'm going to see you guys next summer then. <laughs> yeah. Do you drive? I, do I drive? Yeah, do you drive? Uh, not here. I've just been taking the train. Yeah, <laughs> so there's, um, there, there's, there's quite a few different inland waters, you know, not too far away uh, from, you know, London, certainly within an easy drivable distance anyway. Um, so, yeah, definitely doable. Yeah, yeah. So we might need to rent a car then. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, there are always willing dive buddies around. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> So with okay. marine conservation, um, see, are you looking to kind of do your master's and then pursue, have you got a journey that you have got kind of mapped out after you've done your master's? Uh, sort of. Uh, so ideally what I want to be able to do is sort of, um, you know, like out here in the UK, you have all these nice historical maps and data to show how much um, even like your river Thames has changed over the decades yeah. um, how industries have affected it and you have that huge historical data which is quite helpful that's sort of what I want to do back home we don't have that level of data you know that that data infrastructure back home and so as much as we understand the impacts of climate change and we know that you know, it's actually affecting our island. Sometimes having that number there, having that database, actually being able to visually show it can mm -hmm. make all the impact, not just for society, but even like people in the private sector or those who are making policies, you know, it's sometimes yeah. they're focused on the thing that's important to them. But sometimes if you show them, you know, visually, like this is what's happening, then maybe you can get a little bit more traction. So ideally, that's what I want to do, kind of take what I learned here to be able to kind of build out that infrastructure to kind of get things going. Because I think sometimes they don't, because they don't see it, it kind of not really making as much sense. I think that's been a lot of the problem with the COP26, isn't it? You know, there's been a lot of, um, lots of discussions by people and they don't see what's going on on some of these islands, uh, you know, dotted around the globe. And they're the ones who are getting affected the most, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what is happening because I d there's no, some of the things that we have experienced and will experience, the UK will never experience that. Most of the US won't experience that. China yeah. won't experience it because by virtue of your geography, and so sometimes I think it's difficult for them to understand the urgency that it's not just a verbal one, like, oh, you know, we need to act now because everybody said that um, yeah. in the beginning, but it didn't quite translate into actual actions, even taken into the final draft of the document. But I think yeah. a part of that is, I think, they might think, still think they have time. <laughs> the reality is the time has already passed for many countries where we're not even in a real mitigation state anymore. We're in straight adaptation and loss and damage. There are some things that can still be mitigated, but we're kind of on defense at this point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're going to be a real like torch bearer to kind of <laughs> get that out there. <laughs> I'm sure trying. You have a lot of lot of incredible people back home on the island um, at different levels that mm. are fighting and, and, and definitely speaking out um, both not just from a scientific point of view, but from a social point of view. And they're, 
they're incredible and they're trying very hard to protect our island. Um, some people are hearing, um, there's still a lot of work to do. So I'm trying my best to see how I can help out in my own way. Yeah. But uh, there are lots of incredible scientists and, and, and advocates back home. So I'm just trying to join the line, I think. But what sort of support do you get? You know, you, uh, I'm assuming, you know, you're not just doing this alone. There must be some, you must have some kind of support network. Yeah, um, definitely the same set of people. So um, right now I'm here on a achievement scholarship, which is from the High Commission, which is the UK High Commission. Um, so they've sort of invested in my goals um, to build out that framework that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But outside of that, um, the company that I work for back home, which is the International Center for Environmental and Nuclear Sciences, a huge part of their mandate is really to help Jamaica meet some of its sustainable, sustainability development goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, a supportive network through there. Um, outside of that, I'm based on the University of the West Indies campus, and they have scientists that are working on a lot of the same things I am, which is marine science and marine conservation. And then you have divers, advocates, researchers. And so you have this really cool network of people that even if you don't work directly with them, you know, you are aligned and they support each other. So we're a tiny island. (laughs) So um, it's sort of easy to find those who have similar goals especially in this climate fight yeah. and, and everyone kind of plays you know a, a strong role so your findings will they eventually go back to these other people and you know do they say to you you know do they kind of expect i'm trying to think of a better way of putting it but do they kind of expect your results do they say you know this is what we would want you to look at and you know and because they're because they're supporting you as well you know, do they say, you know, they want to see the results because policy on the island is going to be based on some of the fi- your findings? Well, not just my findings, but yes, a lot of what I would end up finding would actually help to feed into some of the, the policies or even um, some of the accountability um, that the island has. Because yeah. you know that a lot of countries had to submit what are known as um, national determined contributions, their NDCs, um, in order for them to, you know, know what they've met Mm. or even understand where they are in the climate conversation. You need that data. Um, And to sort of, that's where scientists like me would sort of fit in. So it's not just my data, it's it's from different organizations and then, and that would help to feed into the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. And obviously, being a woman in science, do you find like in Jamaica, you've got lots of divers that are women and young girls? Or is it quite unusual? Um, you have quite a bit of women in, in diving, for sure. Um, I'd have to say I've met mostly guys, but there are quite a bit of <laughs> a bit of women. Um, we, we generally have a good balance, I think, mm. back home. Um, unlike many countries uh, where you might not find as many women in STEM, you, we actually have quite a good balance. It will vary based on which section of science you're in. Yes. Um, so like I'm sort of on that line between nuclear and environment. So more on the nuclear side, it's mostly guys. But on the environmental side, it's mostly women. So <laughs> it, 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 it fluctuates, I guess. But um, what we have is just a general limitation. We don't have as many people going into STEM mm-hmm. and not as many people going into diving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking that maybe cost might be a factor, why we don't have yeah. as many divers. Um, at least formal divers because we have a lot of informal diving back home fishermen dive all the time um basically you know what 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 you guys would call free diving yes Um, they dive (laughs) Uh, (laughs) often but in terms of that formality you know being able to do it in a safe way um and on a structured way you don't have as many um 
we love the water so i'm guessing it's more of a cost factor more so than a fair yeah oh well that's good because obviously people like you hopefully will encourage more youngsters to get into diving and see the kind of future of kind of climate conservation yeah i definitely want to do that um if i can even set up a fund where i could even you know pay the way for someone to get their certification then that would be fantastic because I think when you're there, you have a greater appreciation for the ocean. And yeah. when you appreciate it, then you sort of become like this walking advocate yes. for it. Um, so hopefully we can get that going <laughs> and it'll be good. Yeah, well, we've seen, we've seen it happen over like the pandemic. People haven't been able to travel. So you're stuck in whatever country you're in and you've had to dive there if you want to dive and it's made people in the UK appreciate UK diving much more and you know the diversity of our marine life and the different dive sites around the coast it's it's really been yeah quite amazing how people have just kind of converted and you know, all of a sudden got this on our coast so yeah 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 because <laughs> previously they were used to diving you know, Red Sea, going on a plane to dive, and then when you can't, you either don't dive or you get in the water here. And yeah, I think people have been really, really surprised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely, uh, the pandemic had its bonuses. It allowed you to sort of explore your own country when mm -hmm. you could. Um, and I guess in the, in the case of you guys, you kind of got to explore a little bit of your backyard, so to speak. Kind of yeah. see what's going on in the UK and kind of fall in love again with diving in the UK. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully you'll get to see some of the UK diving while you're here. So are you here for? Two oh, I definitely hope so. <laughs> <laughs> How long is your master's course? Is it a couple of years or three? No, just one. Just one. one. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm here till next year October. Mm -hmm. so I have a bit of a time so I have to maximize my diving in the summer <laughs> yeah so probably try and go diving like every weekend if I can yeah have you um have you uh introduced yourself to a local dive center or is there one connected to the university there isn't one connected to my university um I haven't reached out to anyone yet um but I did bookmark a few uh, there's a diver, her name is Inka Cresswell. Yes. Um, you might be familiar with her, right? So I reached out to her actually, and she sent me a list of pretty awesome dive sites that I could go to. Um, and I got a few dive companies to reach out to as well. So I figured I'll um, meet them up around March when I'd actually be, you know, okay to go in the cold ish water. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yes, yeah. So yeah, if you want to meet up for a dive, yeah, we'll be up for it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really, really, you know, good what you're doing and how you can like pursue your study to take it a bit further to yeah, yeah look after the environment. It's really good. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, we all do that as divers. Um, we love the sport. We love the exploration. But then through it, we either we are advocates verbally or advocates like you guys through your podcast or advocates through science so we all kind of do our part to protect this place that we love so much so I think it's really hard to kind of go diving and then that just be it I think it's we know true. what could happen and so yeah. we try to do a little bit more to protect it it's very hard to uh, go diving and not have a conscience um, you know and uh, I don't know anyone who does do that. Um, I think it'd be very, very difficult. And uh, to not think, you know, actually, I've got a bit of responsibility for where I'm diving to make sure it's still there in years to come, you know, and it is still as good, if not better. You know, we always got to try and leave these countries, these dive sites, these oceans and seas that we visit in a better place you mm. know, than what we found them. That's what we got. That's the aim it should be. Um, you know, that we leave the world in a better place than uh, 
we found it for our children and their children and and so on and um, you know it's good that if anyone can actually do something right you know citizen, citizen science you know there's lots of kit out today isn't there you know parallel's got a great app for locating different things you've got manta rays they've got another app you know and there's all these different organizations have got these apps and where people can log seeing mm. great things can't they you know and uh, there's loads out, out there yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, you know as a new diver the moment you go even in an inland site and see fish you think oh fish and, you know, and then getting in the sea and seeing seals and you know proper you know saltwater fish and you just think it's incredible and you think you know we're privileged to see that world that people yeah. that don't dive have no you know they maybe think they know but yeah until you're in it you just kind of appreciate that that is just one amazing world yeah another yeah, thing is how do you wear that's a great thing to do yeah definitely definitely yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, Gemma, it's it's a whole new world. It's basically space. I mean, yeah. it's one of the least explored parts of of Earth. Um, people have only explored oceans by a small fraction. There's exactly. there's still so much to see. Um, so I don't know. Any chance you can get to explore the ocean, you know, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think to encourage people just to try diving just to kind of get that feeling of being underwater and and then I think it makes you more connected to the environment and yeah you don't want to like mess this up underwater or you want to make it better yeah that is true yeah yeah no that's really good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we'll be following your path yeah <laughs> seeing where you're going to go. So is your oh, plan you. to go back to Jamaica, literally to kind of better the environment and the kind of awareness there? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Help to, you know, improve our coastal environment. Um, maybe even convince some more younger um, kids to get into diving, get into yeah. conservation, okay. you know, do some more mangrove outplanting. It's just kind of wanting, you know, that that nice idyllic environment that everyone can picture, you know, Jamaica being like the place to go, the place to dive, you know, relax on the beach, unpolluted, you know, perfect, not, you know, drowning on the sea level rise or anything. That mm -hmm. sort of, you know, the, the hope is still there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's what I'm working for, I think. Yeah, that's Have good. you guys been to Jamaica? today no not yet no, no. <laughs> one day oh gosh please um so we can go <laughs> yeah some stage that'd be really good i well ian's dived in like warm water but i've only dived in the uk because of yeah just covid and everything no travel that's it so um, oh yes you've recently started yeah okay so that's good so when everything kind of settles a bit, then you can, since I will dive here, then you guys come to Jamaica and then <laughs> exactly. you can go diving in Port Royal and in Portland. <laughs> we used to call Gemma, uh, I think Roz started this, calling Gemma a baby diver, but now she's an advanced <laughs> Um, I've got my advanced certificate of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm getting there <laughs> so, yeah but it's really good because it just makes you realize yeah that it is another world you're in an environment that is alien you know to us we're breathing underwater and yeah it's just a, a special thing so did any of your family dive actually no mm. unfortunately um no one in my family does. Uh, my brother was going to get his certification, but that didn't work out as planned. But so far, it's they love to take me to the dive sites and they'll wait on me, but they don't go diving. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad always volunteers when I want to go diving and he knows I don't do well on the drive back. Um, 
I'll drive you, no problem. And then we pack all the snacks and everything and he'll wait in the entire time. So yeah. Oh, well, that's really good. You've got your support of your family because that's, yeah, one step, yeah, that makes it really easy. Yes, of course. Yeah, I think they knew that I was kind of, you know, eager and obsessed to go in the water from early because back home when I was little, uh, I used to watch, watch National Geographic all the time and they used to have <laughs> these series with these explorers that would go diving and I'd be like, I want to do that so badly. <laughs> so when I finally got the chance, it was like perfect. And I never really looked back. Now I can't imagine my life without diving. It's it's, it's very strange. When yeah. COVID happened and we couldn't go diving for like a whole month, it was like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> you know, you really wanted to go so badly. And the diving is such a small world as well. You know, you've already mentioned someone who we know, Inca Cresswell, um, you know, and... Yeah, once you go diving, one, you never know where it's going to lead, and two, you never know who you're going to meet. That is true. That is true. Because I actually haven't met her in person yet, but I admire her work so much. Mm -hmm. um, not just her conservation work, but how she's kind of channeled her um, photography and videography to sort yeah. of connect with people, even yeah. those outside of the dive world. Yeah. It's just incredible. I mean, it's sort of the same that other divers do, like Christina. Um, she doesn't necessarily do videography, but through her photos, through her storytelling, you you almost feel as if you're friends with her sharks as well. <laughs> so yeah, you do. It's, 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 yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. 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 No, there's some. It, yeah, diving throws up some real interesting characters. That yeah. definitely is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a set of people here that are actually trying to do um, really great videos to help to connect people with diving here in Jamaica. Um, so you have two groups, uh, the two dive groups that I go out with the most. So you have Yardy Divers, which is based in Kingston, and then you have Lady Godiva, which is based in Portland. And so they've been doing these underwater videography and photos to kind of entice um, those of us who haven't been diving in a little while and, and those who have yet to get their, their dive certification. So you see the pictures and you see the videos and you're like, oh gosh, you want to go. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how those those videos pan out. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Did you say it's just called Lady Godiva? Yes. Interesting. Genius, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it's a dive company based out in Portland, Jamaica. So if you're ever in Jamaica, check out Yardy Divers and check out Lady Godiva. Um, and they're both on Instagram as well. So oh, well, look you, them know, up. you can always reach out to them. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds, you know, you're really passionate about your diving. That's great. And because you can make it into a career and obviously not just a career, but helping the environment as well. That's really really yeah. special yeah the world needs people like you doing these yes things, you know because you know it's your work that feeds up to the decision makers and um you know so hopefully things will i think quite happen this year but hopefully next year you know the next time uh they will be making better decisions so uh, hopefully they'll be listening i hope so too we need yeah. to get the big countries to listen a little bit so yeah. Well, listen, maybe we should take them to the island so they could see what's going on <laughs> yeah well we've had previous guests say because one of our we'll come on to the questions in a moment but you know if you can take people diving if you can take decision makers that don't dive and put them into you know a submersible or something so they can see this environment under the water maybe they might care a bit more yeah i think so I think um, some seeing is believing. Um, and I think if you take someone that is based in uh, in Midlands or you know, in a developed country and you take them you know, to a small island, it's a very different life um, yeah. beyond just diving, just even in the communities and, and how people have to live and how much uh, the actions so far from us actually impact us. I think if they see that, they sort of would have a greater appreciation because I don't think it's new. I think small islands have been saying the same thing for 
um, I think more people are hearing, yeah. but it's, it's still a ways to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully over time, it will just keep getting better um, and then we'll have more support. So yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, absolutely. Absolutely, yes, yeah. So all good things come from keep talking about things and yeah, hopefully someone will listen eventually. So let's fire one of these questions at you then. So if you could take three people diving and you could be anyone from history, anyone you like, who would you take diving and why? Oh my goodness. Okay, so the first person I would want to take diving is the Prime Minister of my country uh that's prime minister andrew honorable andrew holness i would take him because i as much as i think he sorts of gets what's going on in the caribbean i think he probably needs to be exposed a little bit more than just the terrestrial impacts um kind of see what's going on in the ocean um and diving we know is a stress reliever and being the leader of a country can be stressful so it serves two purposes (laughs) Um, I suppose in that same vein, I would also take my mom. I, she supports me going diving, (laughs) but I think sometimes she doesn't quite understand, um, why I'm so passionate, why I'm so kind of obsessed with it. And I think probably taking her there would sort of help her connect a little bit more with me so she can sort of, you know, understand. Uh, the third person I would take, it's not a, not a specific person, but just a child, some youth person that is, mm-hmm. you know, not really sure about the climate conversation, kind of confused. Um, yeah. I'd want to kind of expose them, you know, somebody who would otherwise not have an opportunity to be, to be exposed to marine science in any, any way. Yeah. Um, so that they can sort of understand why we're talking about all of this, understand why we're so passionate and concerned, you know, um so i definitely want to do that i don't know who that child is but there are lots of kids out there who hear a lot about climate change but can't really seem to get it um so i'd want to take someone like yeah that's really good yeah Yeah. it's just like yeah the unknown person kind of thing it's just yeah yeah but hopefully yeah and then it's a contagious kind of um thing one person sees it and think oh you must go diving you must go diving and yeah and it exactly yeah. a nice domino effect exactly yes yeah yeah so another one of our questions if you could take a liverboard and go away for a week or two weeks where would you go in the world on a liverboard to go diving oh that's easy the Red Sea. Diving in the Red Sea was always on my list from I was probably nine or ten years old. It's still on the list. So yeah, it's super expensive to make it out there, but it's on the list and it's gonna happen. I yeah. don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Well, you join us with the boat going out in We're October. Come join you us. You are. Yeah. Yeah uh 21st isn't it 14th of 14th october yeah so uh, oh. 2022 for a week yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going <laughs> yeah there's some space on the boat yeah so. <laughs> sounds good wrecks and reefs that's the itinerary yeah, yeah. nice easy diving it'd be good warm waters <laughs> definitely cool Okay, third question for you. At least so, something on the list. Yeah, definitely. So third question for you. Um, if you could have a billboard and you could put an image, a message, anything you like on that billboard, but the whole world is going to see it, what are you going to put on it? Uh, I'd probably... I'd probably get like one of those really good aerial shots of my island. Um, And one of the phrases I've always tried to remember is feed what feeds you. Live in this beautiful environment. Um, And it provides us with oxygen, with life. 
and if we destroy it then we are essentially destroying ourselves um and so i think that would be sort of like a time reminder like every time you look at it you realize that if you destroy earth you're essentially destroying yourself so i'd put just the image of you know it could be jamaica it could be anywhere just idyllic that you just usually just see it as a place and just put feed what feeds you so that people realize how much you know earth actually does for us as humans how much these ecosystems play a part in our lives yeah yeah Yeah, that's brilliant yeah really quite deep as well but quite simple yeah i think it's easier to connect because then it makes you think about it Mm. Um, because sometimes unless we sit back we don't realize how much we are a part of this circular system yeah yeah Yeah, we're all interconnected and you know it's not just the environment there like you say the environment you know we live in it and we have to look after it to have a good life yeah definitely yeah yeah Yeah. no great answers yeah really yeah so if people want to find out more about you um and follow you where is the best place for them to go are you you on social media i am on social media i'm not as active as i probably should be uh instagram i'm on there as island girl finding her way and uh i'm also on twitter island girl but it's island girl fhw uh i'm also on linkedin that's where i put a lot of my professional work mm-hmm. um so you can look for me as janelle williams but i look forward to kind of you know updating as i go along and and showing you know more images more stories um yeah no it's been really really good to chat to you and uh yeah obviously you're a friend of the podcast now so yeah keep in touch with us and if there's anything we can share for you yeah, yeah. ping it our way so Thank you. I appreciate it. I may want to buy one of those sweatshirts. So I'll go check it out. Yeah, let us know. We can sort that out. That's not a problem. Yeah, no, no, we can sort that out for you. So no, it's really, really good. So yeah, and I, you know, hope your journey, you know, on your masters is, you know, goes really well. Thank you so much. Good work. Looking forward to meeting you guys in person next year. Right. yeah definitely we'll have to get together we, especially while you're in the country it's yeah an opportunity yeah. to come in. exactly i'm finally on your turf so <laughs> <it'll be really laughs> good yeah we've, we've got a mutual friend in christina and you know that would be great for her to see as well yeah. just, yes yes absolutely yeah but yeah it's been really really good to chat to you and thank you for your time and yeah thank you very much yeah yeah thank you guys so much Okay, well, hope you all enjoyed that. That was really good. Jen? Yeah, really good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to watch uh, Janelle's journey as she completes her studies and uh, hopefully heads back to Jamaica to put everything into practice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to say thank you to Janelle for coming on, giving us some of her time. And uh, we'll be, you know, keeping in contact. We and, will. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you want to find out more, you know, find, follow her links to her social media to keep up to date. Yeah, and uh, you can drop her an email if you've got any questions. Um, yeah, she's yeah really welcome to uh, answer queries. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. So who have we got on next? We've got um, Andy Foster from Dive Project Cornwall, which is a um, quite a current thing that's going live in the UK to try and encourage real youngsters to try scuba diving. Yeah, uh, brilliant. And there's a lot of uh, great firms who have got behind this project mm. and uh, they're talking about it. There's a lot of energy building, yeah. you know, and um, if you want to find out more, you can go to LinkedIn uh, or go to the Project Cornwall web- website mm-hmm. uh, to get more information. But they're looking to... Uh, get 400 uh, children involved in the world of diving which is brilliant yeah and it's all going to take place uh, later in the year at Porth Kerris dive centre down on the south coast yeah so it's great that it's UK based they've got lots of support from Paddy Fourth Element and other contributors Um, and Andy's really enthusiastic about it he certainly is so if you want to find out more go to diveprojectcornwall.co.uk 
and uh, you'll find out everything you need to know about what they're doing about getting all these kids involved in diving you know and that's going to be the mm. future of diving in the uk you know yeah. getting the kids involved so that's really good yeah or you can listen in next week absolutely <laughs> absolutely find yourself a good diving podcast <laughs> yeah so i think that's about it so we've got a busy week ahead and uh, busy year ahead we have yeah but week at a time yeah we'll yeah yeah that's all good so uh, i want to say thank you very much for listening and uh, for now that was the big scuba podcast excellent Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We are not affiliated with any agency or organisation and all opinions expressed in this episode are our own and those of our guests. If you wish to make any comments about this episode, then please do contact us via email or our social media platforms that are listed in the episode show notes. Alternatively, you can send us a message or voice message via WhatsApp on the Big Scuba Bat Phone, and the number is plus four four seven eight one zero 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 five nine two four. We will always respond promptly, and thank you once again for downloading this episode.